What's up, guys? Welcome to another Daily Bible Reading Snapshot. Today, we are starting a brand new book, the book of Leviticus. This is the third book of the Bible, and you might be able to tell because of the title, it has something to do with the Levites, or the people from the tribe of Levi. And if you remember, those were the priests. So specifically, what this book is going to teach us about are God's instructions, specifically to these Levites, but really to the whole nation of Israel, about how they're supposed to live and act as really a community, as a nation, as they move into the land. And a lot of the things that we're going to learn about today are the religious ceremonial laws that we find for the Israelites. So first of all, what we're going to see is a lot of offerings. That's really, I think, what the first seven chapters of this book are all about, about the offerings or the sacrifices that the people of Israel were supposed to give to God. So just remember, before we even start talking about sacrifices, this was for a particular time period in God's plan through the Israelites to have them bring animals and not only animals, sometimes we see them bringing birds or even sacrificing little amounts of flour that's nice, fine flour um, for the people who couldn't afford very much. But the idea was they were bringing these sacrifices to God to do a few things. It was either to show their devotion to God, to give generously to God and to give to his people, the Levites, or sometimes it was as uh, an act of worship because of a sin that they committed. So we're going to see a bunch of different types of sacrifices. But what you might ask, first of all, is why don't we do those sacrifices now? I mean, if God says it right here that if we sin in certain ways, we should go to Aaron's sons and bring a certain animal or something as a sacrifice, you might say, well, why don't we just do that now? I think the book of Hebrews gives us a lot of answers to those questions. And even Jesus himself answers them a bit that he came to fulfill the law. And one of the things that he fulfills are these ceremonial laws like sacrifice because he is our sacrifice. Because all of these sacrifices, what they're really supposed to do was to point to all the, the Israelites to see there's someone that's going to be a sacrifice. In that generation of Israelites that Jesus talked to all the time, he said, guys, can't you see? I, I'm that sacrifice. If you remember what John the Baptist said when Jesus came by, he said, look, everybody, look, that's the Lamb of God who's going to take away the sins of the world. Like that's the guy right there who's going to be the sacrificial lamb. Paul says the same thing to the Corinthians. He's there, our Passover lamb was slain. So we see all these different connections in the New Testament. But basically the idea is we don't do these animal sacrifices because Jesus is our sacrifice. All of these were like little shadows that pointed to the greater thing that was Jesus. So but I, it is important for us to study them, and I want us to see what they what they have to say. So, first of all, the burnt offerings, that's chapter one. It's all about the burnt offerings. And what these burnt offerings were, they were it was like a voluntary act of service to God, um, similar to the grain offerings. And these grain offerings were where people would bring things along with those burnt offerings, usually to show their thanksgiving to God. They're showing their gratitude to God and saying, God, you're so good to us. Look at all that you provided for us. Thank you. That seems to be the, the emphasis of the grain offerings. And then chapter 3 talks about the peace offerings. Okay, This was another voluntary sacrifice. And you might say, all these sacrifices seem voluntary. Why would anyone do them? Well, it's because they were doing it out of worship to God. We're going to see some non-voluntary or mandatory sacrifices tomorrow as we study Leviticus 4, 5, and 6. But today, we see all voluntary sacrifices. These are things that people of Israel could do to show their worship to God. So um, you're going to see some interesting things that uh, it's all instructions. So whenever you see instructions, the more specific, the better. So that's why a lot of these instructions are pretty specific on how God wanted them to offer these sacrifices to him. So 
that's our Old Testament reading. Leviticus is an awesome book, and as we read it, um, don't give up on it if it feels boring or repetitive. Just know that God has some great messages for us here, and we're going to keep studying those um, as we keep reading it. So let's look in the New Testament. We're still kind of in that Olivet discourse that we talked about. Jesus is still covering the same themes, basically, that I'm coming back. But before I come back, things are going to be crazy on this planet, and they're going to be hard. But as we read yesterday, the one who endures to the end will be saved. So um, we start in verse uh, 23, 24 here, that people are going to come back claiming that there's going to be, uh, that they're the Christ. They come back claiming, oh, I'm Jesus. Or they claim Jesus came back secretly, and you guys just didn't know about it. It's interesting, that sounds like a ridiculous thing, but there are groups right now, there are churches you can go to that believe that Jesus actually came back a long time ago secretly and he didn't tell anybody except for a few people. So this is this idea is actually alive and well in many parts of, um, of the church in America. There's people who believe this. So anyway, Jesus says there's going to be people who claim to be me. He says, no, those guys are imposters. He says, when I come back, it's going to be like lightning goes throughout the sky. People are going to know. Just like when lightning happens, everybody's like, oh, I, I, I saw that. When they hear the thunder, they hear, they're like, oh, I know what that's about. When it come, when Jesus comes and his kingdom comes, everybody's going to know about it. It won't be a secret. Um, but the main teaching element he has for these disciples, he, he does it through a couple different ways. But the main idea is be ready for me to come because you don't know when I'm coming. So don't look at this, all of that discourse and say, okay, let me try to figure out the exact timetable of when Jesus is going to come back. That's not the point. Jesus ends this sermon by saying, guys, you don't know when I'm going to come back and I'm not going to tell you when I'm going to come back. And that's actually going to be a good thing because that keeps everybody ready. We're all supposed to be working. And he gives this illustration like a, like a faithful and wise servant who's always working, whether the master's coming home in an hour or in three days. Um, he's always working because he doesn't know when his master's going to come. So that's what we should be doing too. We should be working no matter if Jesus comes back tomorrow or in five years or in a hundred years or in a thousand years. We should be working like Jesus is going to come back today. So that should be motivation for us for whatever God wants us to do today, that we're faithful to do it and work hard for God today. So that's today's Daily Bible Reading. We're excited just thinking about Jesus coming back. We know that that's going to come soon and we got to live like it's going to come soon. So as you think about this Bible reading today and maybe as you continue to read the Bible, maybe you didn't read yet, maybe you're going to read in a minute, um, just remember Jesus can come back today. So it's definitely worth your time to be reading the Bible and also thinking about how to apply it afterwards. So thanks for reading with us. We'll see you back tomorrow. Thank you.